Hello and welcome to Dead Letter Movie Podcast, episode 10, recorded April 4th, 2016. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're talking tonight about the uh, 1988 movie, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Uh, this is... Uh, this is another installment in our movies for people who love movies series. In fact, the the second we've uh, we've we've talked about a few others that we're uh, we're gonna do, and and we'll get around to them. But uh, for now, we're we're talking about this one. So this is a a, a blend of live action and uh, an animation that was rather unlike anything of the sort that had been done before. There there were some previous examples. You, you look mm. at um, you know Mary Poppins and, and a couple of other. Uh, Disney films from around that time. Yeah, and um, I think you and I looked it up. Um, so there was like we're, most people are familiar with Mary Poppins. A couple, a few years after that was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. The last, the last Disney movie before Roger Rabbit to act to do this hybridization was Pete's Dragon, which was eleven years I think before or so. Um, and uh, which and Pete's Dragon, I believe, is actually getting remade right now. Yeah, but, yeah, it is. But I um, kind of blocked that out. Um, and um, and Disney had been like this; they were kind of the pioneers of this whole general concept. They had, I mean, they had done this with Song of the South and and apparently uh, Three Caballeros before. So this was, you know, a, a a concept that they were very that they had used before. Now, uh, this being a blend film, that means they're able to do things that you can't do in live action and there are things that you can't do in animation that you have to do as well so it's nice to see both sides of this general like i don't know what to call this a uh, um, way of making a movie um work out in favor of each other they i don't know i guess the best way to put it is like how the genre of the of the the movie itself if you look up Who Framed Roger Rabbit and you're going to like look I mean, like you, people are going to say it's an animated feature, which, as we all know, isn't actually a genre. <laughs> um, that's I mean, so it's an animated film. Yes. But if you look it up, the thing you're going to find the most is cartoon noir. Um, that's basically what it is. It is a film noir in cartoon form it takes place in the 40s in los angeles i mean it's in color but there is definitely it's a detective story uh, focusing on eddie valiant and who framed roger rabbit for the murder of a man that was suspected to be fooling around with his wife but was not so <laughs> that that's the that that's i guess about the first 15 minutes of the movie or so because then we actually go into the actual yeah story yeah then, then yeah. it really takes off yeah, I mean that's that's just what goes. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of film noir references through it uh, throughout the film as well. I mean, not like anything specific, but there's definitely things that if you're a fan of the genre, you'll be like, oh, that's like this. Um, yeah, fans of neo noir who've watched Chinatown um, are quick to talk about the the red car subplot um, that is also sort of based on fact. So I don't like know how much of that was borrowed from Chinatown, but. I mean, that's there. Eddie Valiant, um, played by Bob Hoskins in like the most perfect possible way, is a uh, to me like a like a like three different detectives from the from the era um, updated a little bit. There's a bit of Sam Spade and there's a bit of Philip Marlowe and there and Bogart's portrayals of those characters. And then there's a bit of Dick Powell's um, Philip Marlowe as well that that I find pretty interesting. And also there's the obvious um, 
Jessica Rabbit looks like something between Veronica Lake and Rita Hayworth. So there's, there's all these references that you can get into. And that's interesting and that's cool. But the thing that really makes the movie special is how it uses its animation. And so this movie came out in 1988. This was before you, I mean, like computers were being used, but this was like really before computers were being used all the time. And yeah, the, yeah, before, before, yeah, really around the mid 90s is when that sort of thing started to, to be a little more mainstream. Mm-hmm. I mean, b- before and you know, around the same time as this, you had, you know, sort of one off oddities like, like Tron, that sort of yeah. thing. But which is not considered a hybrid animation because it's not ink and paint, I guess. But uh, whatever. yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah that aside we digress uh, yeah no, uh this 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 movie is is absolutely wonderful i mean it's it's pure magic any any single shot in it you can you can look at it and and dissect you know there's there's so much going on all the all the color and, and the atmosphere that that goes into it and and just the 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 wonder of, of the technical achievement because this yeah. this looks so much better blending the the animated characters with you know, with with real actors and and objects than than anything that had really come before, and it looks kind of dated now. I mean, it still works just yeah. as well as it did then, but yeah. if it, if it was made today, for instance, I think it would actually look a lot cleaner and and more of a piece. Probably like uh, when, uh the only the uh, and, and I and I don't think you're wrong there. Um, I think the the thing about it though is like um, I I agree, and I think it would be more seamless today but i don't know like i'm trying to think about i guess space jam no i guess uh, looney tunes back in action is like the best thing off of a 2d thing but uh, uh yeah, or like the yeah, closest thing that's, off that's, of that. that's about the most recent i and, think and that's better um but the um when i think about things that took um this like this sort of animated character and putting it in the movie thing i um nowadays it looks really good i mean district nine is what pops in my head on on how good it would look, and and I do think um, we could do it. I just don't know what two D would look like now. Um, would that still <laughs> look weird? Is the thing I'm I'm curious about because ink and paint characters look a little different from uh, computer rendered characters in a lot of ways. Yeah, Even though now yeah, you can do. do a you can do a ink and paint character on a computer, but the uh, but that's like something I've been kind of curious about. Is that how would it look funny to us because that's how that cartoon character looks, or like. Or would it be any different at all? I do think it would look better today still, though I agree with you there. Um, the thing that's really neat about this movie, though, is despite, you know, despite us being able to kind of see the seams better, I mean, nowadays, is they still think of everything. Um, yeah, they, they, they really do. The The way Roger, I mean, especially because he's, he's the one that's on screen the most, interacts mm-hmm. with, with objects and, and with the world and with Bob Hoskins, it's mm-hmm. it's really amazing. I mean, just it's there's 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 little things. There's a a bit where Roger bounces on a, a bed that's a physical bed that's that's a real thing on the set, and and you see that you know the the bed moves and and kind of you know compresses and and recoils, mm-hmm. and all all sorts of wonderful things like that. Um, yeah, the guns float around. Um, Baby yeah, Herman's yeah. Cigar. A- animated weasels holding real guns. Yeah, or the, uh... real props anyway. 
one that kind of blew my mind when I looked at it again, because I just had never put it together before. When Eddie goes to the Ink and Paint Club to, you know, scope out Jessica, there are these penguin waiters that go around carrying trays, and they're holding real trays with real stuff on it. Apparently, they had to build the stage, like, eight feet up and have puppeteers under, like, you know, puppeteering these, like, you know, flying trays around and then they yeah. you know put the penguins over and i thought well that's really cool um which is the, not unlike things that you know jim henson and, and company had been doing for several years at that point uh-huh. but it's it's really neat to see it put to that kind of use here yeah and um you talk about bob hoskins and how well he works with the animated characters and apparently he apparently ever uh, i guess i guess christopher lloyd and uh, joanna cassidy had to do this too everyone had to take mime classes um, if they were going to interact with the tunes <laughs> and, and, um, I mean, like we don't see it as much with Joanna and Christopher Lloyd, but the, uh, you could like the way Hoskins works with things. It's amazing. Like, but at the various times when he's grabbing Roger, you can like see that he has like weight in his hand when he does it, even though he, he doesn't, I mean, like he's playing around with nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a- Apparently, when they filmed the movie, they had these rubber sculptures of what the cartoon characters would look like, and they would film takes beforehand with that to kind of, like, figure out what the light would look like and something for the actors to, like, work with. And then when they did the, the did the take for the for what would be printed and used, that was without the puppet. So that, to me, is, like, like that that's pretty cool to me, too, that they thought of everything and supposedly out there exists a version of this movie where roger is a puppet um <laughs> yeah very weird looking rubber puppet um and, and that sort of thing is still happening i mean e- even today you look at a, mm. a movie like you know guardians of the galaxy from just a, a couple of summers ago yeah where you know they they had a guy on set with a, a puppet raccoon for the actors to to work with and you know get their their eye lines and the lighting so he's this 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 guy is is there on set with this puppet raccoon. And he's doing all the lines and, and doing voice and, and all of this. And then later they they inserted the the CG version of of the character and, and looped in Bradley Cooper's voice. Mm-hmm. So, but, but, but there's 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 a, a real physical stand-in, something to to actually work with. Right, and I think uh, I think if you if this isn't hard to Google, I think it's not difficult for you to find Mark Ruffalo in Fake Hulk. Um, for like, he has like a big, he has like, I don't know. It basically looks like he's wearing football like equipment, but it's green and has big Hulk hands. Um, like you can find that too. Yeah. Uh, um, so it, and the, the thing about that is that this shows how important this movie is that if we didn't, if Roger Rabbit hadn't come out, we probably wouldn't have had, or it would have taken a lot longer for that kind of special effects to be in movies. Um, the, like and I, I think that's like important like i think that's one of the things that it's a special effects movie that you know was state of the art at the time i mean like they had to they when they wrote the movie they were like how are we going to do this and they're like well we'll figure it out and they figured it out and <laughs> and that's pretty cool but you know all the special effects aside it's also still just a really good movie i mean like it is it's it's a lot of fun to watch i mean there there's there's a lot of filmic literature here and and you know, technical innovation and, and all of that. But it's also just really fun to watch as a movie, even, you know, ignoring, you know, if like when, when I watched this as a kid, I wasn't thinking about, you know, how, how do they do that? How do they make these cartoons interact with people? It was, well, of, of course, you know, <laughs> cartoons are real people too. Sure. Why not? Yeah. It, if, that doesn't if, pop if, in your head. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you watch it without 
you know, any any sort of trying to peek behind the curtain at all, if if you can turn that off, it's still a lot of fun. It's it's there's there's so much tongue in cheek and, and self awareness and and you know a lot of love for for the, the old noir detective kind of stuff. But yeah, a, just, a, a lot, a lot of satire too. But it's 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 all very loving. Yeah, and a lot of love for just old animation as well. Oh yeah. Uh, like I mean the uh, so there was apparently Steven Spielberg was pretty instrumental in all in getting so the movie was gonna be a Touchstone movie, but apparently that didn't get decided for a while. It was a Disney movie, and then uh, Spielberg went out and got the clearances for a lot of the other the non Disney characters that we see, um, with a lot of the stipulations being that they needed to be on equal footing with other specific characters, which is why we have Donald and Daffy have their their fight dueling their, pianos their, their dueling piano fight um it, it, which is which hilarious it, and and neither win to either i mean like that's, well of course that's not part. that's it's, yeah, it's not that's, how they do <laughs> yeah that would be out oh, of character that, for either of them mm-hmm. and uh similar with uh with what is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie or like of that ilk is um bugs and and mickey skydiving with eddie and it not being and, and bugs being bugs um <laughs> like yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> maybe you should give it to him folks i don't think he'll like it yeah um <laughs> oh it's 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 it's, yeah. it's 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 wonderful i mean i i i laughed i there's there's just so much joy in this in this movie mm-hmm. i mean for for people who love movies there's so much here it's 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 the the art the all all the 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 blend of, of the technical and and the and the practical and that the writing is just whip smart. Mm-hmm. I've never read the book it's based off of, but apparently it's slightly different. I mean, well, it's like super different, but I mean, like the cartoon characters are comic strip characters. They're not like uh, theatrical cartoon characters um, in the in the book. That uh, makes a little uh, more sense though to do in print that way. I, I agree. Apparently, instead of like Bugs Bunny, we get like Dick Tracy. Apparently, in the book, sure. Um, which I really should sit down and read it, though most people tell me if you're really a big fan of the movie, you're probably gonna hate the book. Um, but uh, uh, that would make number three on that list, right? But it's um, when they when they bought the thing, I don't think they ever actually had like a straight up like desire to they wanted to make a detective movie with with cartoons, sure, and this sure. and Roger Rabbit just turned out to be the best property in that sense. Um, one thing, uh, so you and I both watched it as kids and it's a, it's a movie that I think kids can watch. Um, because I mean, come on, I mean, like there's, there's Daffy, there's Bugs, there's Mickey, there's Droopy, there's all sorts of people. But, um, you and I were talking about it that we're not really like, now you and I, you and I grew up in the late eighties, early nineties when we were children. So things were different. Um, and now things were certainly different. Yeah. This was, this was a movie that children watched. Um, and, and I still think kids can watch it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know that it's exactly a kid's movie though. You know, I wouldn't, I, I would say, you know, definitely, you know, know your kids before letting them watch it by themselves or, you know, watch it with them until they're you know of, of a certain age but even so it's 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 going to be fairly safe stuff that might be considered inappropriate is going to go entirely over their heads they're just going to miss it it'll fly right past they're they're never going to catch it they'll hear it but they won't know what it is and they're not even going to think about it because it moves on to the next thing 
Well, it's it's a lot like Ghostbusters in that sense. I mean, there's a lot of adult humor in Ghostbusters that I didn't catch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and but that's like it's a movie. I mean, that's my favorite movie of all time. And I mean, like, and I've been watching it since I was a kid. Um, so that's. Eh, you know, it's but it, it's interesting because like it was the late '80s. The PG-13 rating had just existed, um, so they hadn't really, you know, and and Disney hadn't made a PG-13 movie at that point either. So I mean, like there was, you know, there was reasons, but um, for the most part, I don't really think it is a kids' movie. I think it's a, a movie that is for an older crowd. I'm not going to say it's for adults necessarily, but it's definitely no, not not necessarily. But I I, I think the the people who are going to get the most out of it are, are going to enjoy it the most are you know, probably a little bit older you know at, at mm-hmm. this point we're we're probably talking people who are actually you know kids or older when the movie came out in the yeah. late 80s i mean yeah i think you know teenagers for the most part are probably not going to care that much unless they're already really into to film and, and movies and mm-hmm. and stuff so well, I liked this movie a lot when I was a kid, but I, it didn't become one of my favorite movies until I started getting into film noir. And then and that, and that was in college. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute. There's like stuff like this in Roger. I should watch Roger Rabbit again. And then it became one of my favorite movies. Um, so, I mean, like there's there's that, too. I mean, like you could be a kid, but it, maybe it'll plant the seed on becoming a film buff. Who knows? Um, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So but like I looked at the trailers um like uh, it's it's theatrical trailers at the time to see like okay so is this is this being geared to be a kids movie is the trailer like that? and it's sort of not either um, <laughs> it's, yeah uh, yeah like it has it has the happy late '80s Disney voice guy um, he also like because I also looked at the Little Mermaid trailer to like compare and contrast because trailers have you know they change throughout the years and um, and it has that same guy talking mm-hmm. but he's still he's saying more adult things as he does it like you know like witness murder sex violence i mean like things that generally aren't you know said <laughs> over yeah over voiceover in a kid's trailer so like so i don't even think they did they did either um basically they just made something magical that works for all ages and it didn't matter who want who who it was concentrated to and i think that's cool um the uh so this is made by robert zemeckis who had, uh, this was his reprieve movie between Back to the Future entries. He made this between one and two, um, and this would and some years later he would make um, Forrest Gump. And to me, I think this is probably his most important movie. I'm not saying it's necessarily his best movie. Um, I think it's his best movie, but I also, you know, it's my favorite movie. So I'm like, I, I, I am aware of my bias here. Um, <laughs> my, my favorite movie that's, is that's, that's fair. We're offering opinions. It's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Um, and, and Back to the Future is also a, a really good movie I, um, and also very important, very important to science fiction. Whereas I think from like a technical standpoint and just sheer movie making, uh, Roger Rabbit is more important. Um, yeah, but- I, I have to agree with that. It's 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 more significant in, in the history of film uh, and, and it's, it's going to be well remembered. But I mean, most people, when they think Robert Zemeckis, they're going to think, you know, Back to the Future first and then you know Forrest Gump and Castaway probably in that order. Yeah, people mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are probably not even going to remember that. Hey, this was a Robert Zemeckis movie. 
I know, which is kind of odd to me because I, th- um, so, uh, like I mentioned, it's his reprieve movie. And, um, when I think about people who have made movies in between installments and franchises, I often think they make the movie that is the greatest example of them. Uh, between the Batman movies, Tim Burton made Edward Scissorhands, which is just like, if you were to look up, you know, Tim Burton in a film dictionary, it would be Edward Scissorhands. It would be like all things Tim Burton are in Edward Scissorhands. Um, and it's and same yeah, thing with Christopher Nolan. Between his Batman things, he made uh, the Prestige and Inception, and both of those are very good examples of his style and whatnot. And I think this is actually a very good example of the range that Zemeckis has because he made, I mean, he made uh, Romancing the Stone, and he made the Polar Express movies, and he made so he made like these action adventure movies. He made you know Forrest Gump, like with the the important person thing. There's the you know the whole I, I don't really know what. Yeah, amalgamation he's, 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 of, he's done. I mean, all every, all, all different flavor yeah. of serious movies. He yeah. and he's 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 done fun and, and exciting and yeah, you know, just, and I think just that's all like, kinds of things. Yeah. And this is like all in there, but somehow you're right. It's not a movie that gets remembered for him, even though I think it's like his most Zemeckis movie. Um, like with the except, I mean, like I could you can make that point for Back to the Future as well, but like, but still, I mean, it's funny to me that it's not that he doesn't always get looped in with this maybe that's maybe that's because you know it transcends all that it's um i don't know it kind of does i mean when i think about this movie i think about bob hoskins and a cartoon rabbit and a cartoon yeah i think about bob and it's actually kind of funny i think about bob hoskins and then i think about roger um i mean like it's a close second but (laughs) i mean despite it him being the title character he's um, the title character but he's not really the protagonist he's kind of a supporting player he is and, well, and that's a and that's kind of a noir thing too actually yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, claude rains played a bunch of title characters that he wasn't the that were not the protagonist uh, mr skeffington for example sure but uh uh but yeah like that's i think that's I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I guess we should talk about Charles Fleischer real quick. Um, yeah, speaking of yeah. Roger Rabbit. Absolutely. Um, so Fleischer, the, the voice of Roger Rabbit, also Benny the cab. Um, and a few, he's one of the weasels as well. He's like a number of things in it. You'd recognize Charles Fleischer from stuff. He's, he just would randomly pop in movies in the eighties for some reason. Uh, he's, <laughs> he was one of those yeah, kind of guys. He's one of those kind of guys in uh, nightmare on Elm street. He is the sleep therapist that Nancy goes to see. But, um, the, the thing that, that I remember him most about this, but apparently, cause he was a stand-up comedian as well. And apparently what he did was he went to, he went to the set when it was being filmed, despite being a cartoon and not needing to be there, he would go to the set dressed as Roger Rabbit. He would <laughs> dressed as a rabbit. Um, and he would say Roger's lines off camera. And apparently uh, he tells this story about how other people were on the on the set and they saw him one day and they said, man, that Roger Rabbit movie is not going to work. That's the most unconvincing rabbit I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and guess what? That wasn't the rabbit people were going to see. Yeah, and I think that just like that kind of play and sense of just uh, I don't I don't know what to call it that that sense of you know childlike awesomeness really comes through in his performance and just in the movie in general. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have a? I don't know, who's your favorite character in the movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, if 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 I'm really being completely honest. I'm I'm a big fan of Eddie Valiant. I mean, Bob Hoskins is just so so perfectly cast. I mean, 
if, if, if you look at the part and, and the, the lines he says and, and, and what it is he's about and what he does, I mean, Bob Hoskins is, is just note perfect. I mean, he's, he's just dead on. I, I can't think anybody who would be even as good in this role as, as he was. Yeah. And, and he's, he's, he's so much fun to watch. And he, he, he has his, you know, sort of hard boiled curmudgeon bits where he, he's, he, he, he gets angry at the tunes and he is, 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 is not, you know, especially wild about Roger Rabbit being around or, or even taking his case. But man, it's, it's, it's just wonderful to see him work. Yeah. The, character i think my favorite tune character is probably jessica because of she's drawn like a film noir film fatale i mean like she's drawn the way she even says it at one point it's like i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way yeah and, and that, uh, it, that is the single most memorable line in the movie to me yeah because yeah, that, no, that, totally that is. is just bust a gut laugh that's it's really that's hilarious good. Although nice booby trap is pretty funny too, but uh, the, <laughs> true, but uh, somewhat less but yeah. memorable. That's somewhat a little more of a throwaway gag. It, it is, it is. I, mean, like, I often wondered if it was script, and I couldn't find whether or not if it was. But uh, <laughs> the um, but I her the thing I really like about her is because apparently there was uh, there was drafts where she was the villain, um, and ultimately they didn't go that direction. And I think that was smart because oh great, another femme fatale causes the problem. And the, the fact that she isn't makes it so much better. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Um, and just the fact that, you know, she's voiced really well by Kathleen Turner. Um, I don't, and I imagine many a guy's had some awakenings to that. That I didn't really understand until later because, you know, yeah. cartoon. Yeah, but I, was, what, uh, I was a little young for that myself. So. I, I was a little young for that. And... I mean, I could I understand it on a psych on that on an intellectual level, but not on the level that other guys talk about, which I think is kind of weird. But hey, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that I mean, I really like Jessica, but I actually think Judge Doom is very interesting as well, even though he's just sort of evil. That's all he is. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's not really a whole lot of depth to him. He's 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 sort of the uh, a caricature noir villain. Mm-mm. So he's he's um, sort of broadly drawn, as it were. Mm-hmm. It's a good choice of words there. Um, the and uh, well, the thing I mean, he's broadly drawn, but it is, I mean, he does have that twist about him. That, yeah, he he, yeah. he he does a bit, and yeah, you know, Christopher Lloyd, like like always, you know, plays. He, he's 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 just so good. It's, he's mm-hmm. he's he's over the top here and there when when he needs to be, and and you know, just 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 so flat and reserved when, when the, the scene calls for it. And, and he, he knows how to let the, just everything around him breathe. And it's, it's okay. You know, here's, here's where all the pressure is in this scene. And, and he's just sort of over there and he, he, he blends so well, but he, he commands attention at the right mm. times too. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. And he, and just the way he's designed is something for your nightmares. It's great. <laughs> it really um, is. Um, I think my favorite bit in the movie, um, when I, when I think about like my favorite moments in the movie, I actually think about a, a kind of like a little scene. Um, Eddie and Roger are still handcuffed and they go in the little, uh, like the little speakeasy room. I don't really know what to call it. Oh, yeah, they yeah, go in yeah. this other room adjacent to the bar and, and Bob Hoskins, Eddie is, um, sawing at the cuffs to get them off. And, the uh, the thing, it's like a milk crate that they're 
that they're propped on for them to saw, and it's wiggling around, and Rogers is up, and he takes the cuffs off and steadies the, the milk crate while Eddie saws, even though Roger's no longer connected to the handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, it's a great and, bit. And, and, of course, and he realizes it, and he's like, what, what, what's wrong? What, what? Could you off at any time? No, only when it was funny. And for some reason to me, that's like my favorite bit in the movie. It's like, when can Roger take the handcuffs off? Only when it's funny. Um, there's a yeah. lot of talk about humor. Yeah, that's that's, that's very a, apropos. Yeah, uh, that's that's a real peek behind the curtain at you know how how cartoons work. Yeah, I, exactly. There's there's a a, a just a, a little piece I saw recently where there were some some notes on you know these are these are the rules that a Roadrunner cartoon has to follow. You yeah, know, like how, I saw that. Yeah, how the coyote can and cannot get hurt. You know. Mm-hmm. How you know the the roadrunner himself can't ever inflict harm. He's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, and I, and I like that. Um, another good callback to the Warner Brothers cartoon logic is when uh, Judge Doom has has Roger in his grasp at the bar, and Eddie convinces Roger to have a drink, and they go back and forth on the whole like, like, but I don't want a drink. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. You don't. I do. You know that thing is. Yep, that bit is. That bit that you know but it's a really old a, bit but it's still really funny bit. when it's done right many a times i saw a talking rabbit do that bit um mm-hmm. usually against a talking duck but um, yeah yeah <laughs> but it's uh you know it was, it's great to see that as well so i don't know man it's uh it's just a movie that if you love movies it's pretty essential if you are even a passing fan of animation you should watch it if you're even a passing fan of film noir, you should watch it. So basically, if you like movies at all, you should watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and it it totally bears repeat viewings. You're you're going to catch all kinds of little things, mm-hmm. you know, the the next time around that you didn't before. If and... you if you if you watch it on Blu-ray or on the DVD, there's like a subtitles track that will tell you every cartoon character that's there and what they're from, and that's pretty cool um, because like. I I mean, for one thing, I don't know the name of all of them, but to like see it like, oh, that's from a silly symphony. That's interesting. Like that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I would, I would love to see that. I, I watched this on, on Netflix most recently. Um, and it's uh, it's still there as of this recording. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, uh, I, I highly recommend this. It's a, it's a movie for people who love movies. And yeah, it's pretty quintessential in that sense. Yep. Well, hopefully we'll talk about another one of these in sooner rather than later, since it took us forever to get to episode two of movies. <laughs> People love movies. But uh, so far, you know, between this, the, the Muppet movie and this, I mean, you have, if you want to have a double feature of movies where people like movies, I mean, like, it's a have start. A good day. It's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that'll do us for now. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.